Welcome to Signs from the Other Side with Fern Rone. I'm your host, Fern Rone, and this is the place to share stories of signs and messages received from the other side. Before we get to the show today, just a quick and friendly reminder that if you would like to hear more episodes of Signs from the Other Side, please be sure to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, maybe also tell a friend. Thank you so much for listening and on to the show. Two and a half weeks ago, Danica Miller shared a photo on Twitter and said, this is one of the very few pictures I have taken with both of my parents since my brother passed away seven years ago. And look who decided to show up for the family photo. Can we all just believe that heaven is real and angels exist? In the photo, you can see Danica's mom, Danica, her dad, and a light shining down as if to say, see this perfect spot right here? That's for me. That's where I'm standing. I'm still with you. I'm still part of this family. Danica's tweet was liked over 88,000 times and retweeted over 4,700 times. And when I reached out to her to come on this podcast, she graciously agreed. Hi, Danica. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Thank you again so much for doing this. Absolutely. I'm happy to. Your tweet touched so many people. I'm guessing you weren't expecting that. No, not at all. (laughs) Not at all. I I really just shared it for, you know, my friends and family that follow me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it just blew up. And I I had no anticipation of that happening. It's an incredible photo. Did you notice the light right away? Yeah, actually. So when we were taking the picture, like I said, I don't have many pictures with my mom and dad. So we went to Slippery Rock Homecoming. That's where both my brother and I went to college. And interestingly, my brother actually played football for Slippery Rock Mm -hmm. um, right before he passed. So he started as a true freshman. And my family and I have just always felt closer to him when we go there. And he was older than me. So I kind of followed in his footsteps after he passed. And I ended up going to um, Slippery Rock as well. So we were there for the homecoming. And I just asked my friend, can you take a picture of my parents and me? You know, we don't get pictures together often. She was trying to take the photo. And as she was taking it, she was like, there's a light in the picture. Do you guys mind moving down a little bit to get this light out of the picture? And I was like, yeah, sure. So we actually moved. And she was like, it was the craziest thing. It was like the light moved with you. And she was like, as we all moved down, she was like, it it just like followed along your dad's shoulder. So, um, yeah. So then afterwards, yeah, we took that picture and it was, yeah, it was just, we looked at it and I was like, I knew instantly. I was just like, it's like, he's right there with us standing exactly where he's supposed to. Um, and just being in a place where, you know, we feel closer to him and, um, we were watching his team play and they, you know, they always do a good job of making us feel so loved and included. It's kind of meant to be, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So I was telling you earlier that, you know, I was, I was such, I, I do my research and, you know, you have to be a bit of an internet stalker. So I was so far back on your Instagram and I was like, I'm like going to show up on Thanksgiving to the Duran family because I just love this family. Um, <laughs> mom and dad seem so sweet. The way you write about them it is so sweet and, it, and it's obvious that you're very close and it seems like you were so close with Derek and still are. Yeah. You shared a text from him on one of your birthdays that was so cute and showed your closeness. Were you very, were you close growing up? How many years apart are you? We're three years apart, but two grades. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, so we, yes, we were so close growing up. I mean, I followed in his footsteps in everything that he did. So, like, when it came to sports, we were both athletes throughout our elementary, junior high, and high school. So any sport Mm -hmm. that he would try, I would try it too. Um, When his friends were over, I would always be running and trying to keep up with the boys. You know, the the most, I would say it's a blessing and a curse, but we were Mm -hmm. definitely our closest right before he passed because Mm -hmm. he was 20 I was 17 it was like we were getting older we kind of grew out of that phase where you know they butt heads yeah they butt heads (laughs) a little bit and you know they get on each other's nerves and and my brother would constantly like play tricks on me play jokes on me and um you know I was always so annoyed but yeah that was obviously like when we were in in high school and stuff but when he moved away to college you know I just like oh my gosh, I missed him so much. And he couldn't come home often because like I said, he played football. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, but when I could see him and when he was home for that summer, um, right before he passed, we were, we were so close. Which is like yeah. you say, a blessing and a curse. It's such a blessing because, you know, either way, like I got to spend that, that special time with him and, you know, grow that bond even more before he passed. But then it, it, it almost makes it, you know, even harder to have lost my best friend and my brother all in one. What signs have you received? I feel like I've received so many. (laughs) Um, So just like little things that, you know, I kind of attribute to him would be like cardinals and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But, but even like deeper than that, um, I was on my birthday and I was, I was walking in our cafeteria getting my lunch and at Slippery Rock and there was nobody around me, like no one around me. And I felt a tap on my shoulder <laughs> and I turned around and like I said, there was nobody there. So it was no. like a physical touch that like I attributed to him because there wasn't anyone around me at all. Yes. You know, I felt the tap so strongly that I turned around to say like, who's talking to me? Who wants to say something? And oh, there was wow. absolutely no one around me. It's so, so and the fact that it was on my birthday. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I was that's exactly what I was just gonna say. We always say on this show, you know, something happens and you're like, could it be? And then there's always something to to validate it, like it's a special date or it's it's always something like they come in twos to say, like, if in case you were wondering if this yeah, was me, exactly. this is the confirmation. I'm wishing you a happy birthday. Yes, exactly. And, you know, I've had dreams about him that are just so real. And I I think I mentioned this, you know, I had a lot of backlash on my tweets, you know, like, you know, it's a ray of light. It's, you know, it's just the glare from the camera. And I'm such a like, you know, I understand that people have their own beliefs, you know, that may be different from mine. But if this is what gives me peace, and this is what gives me comfort, I'm going to believe it, you know, exactly. um, you know, it's, it's how I get through. And, you know, there are certain things that have happened to me as far as signs and dreams that I don't even second guess it anymore. I'm like, oh, that was him. That was definitely him. Of course. You know? And of so, course. you know, dreams that I've had of him where he's just talked to me and had conversations with me about current things going on in my life and, you know, just letting me know that he's okay. Those yeah. types of things. Um, and it have feels been so real, special. Does it feel real? Like they say the difference between a dream and a visit is, you know, dreams kind of have that underwater feeling and it's kind of like weird things happen and it feels like not tactile, but if it's a visit, it feels tactile. Like you could touch them, you could smell them, you could 
hear that they're oh, absolutely yeah absolutely yeah and and see that I've had dreams where he wasn't speaking to me but mm-hmm. it was almost like I could like read his mind like I knew exactly what he was telling me exactly what yes. he was saying to me there yeah. were other dreams where I could hear his voice voice fully um I've given him hugs and they've felt so real and so like solid and like it was just mm-hmm. so lifelike and they're just they're so comforting and I feel like in every dream he has some kind of underlying message that he's telling me and it's just so special. Another thing that happened to me, this is probably one of the biggest things that had happened to me. This was two years ago. I was, I woke up in the morning and was feeling very anxious about something that was going on in my life. I was sad. I was missing my brother a lot. And a lot of times when I'm going through something, even when, you know, my brother was still alive, he was the person that I would talk to Mm because we were, like I said, super close and would, you know, share those things with each other. So now that he's gone, I don't let that, you know, take away. I I still talk to him when Mm -hmm. when I'm going through something. Um, And on that morning, particularly, I was talking to him out loud and I was like, you know, it's not fair that you're gone. And I wish you were here. You know, this is hard for me, what I was going through. And I was just talking to him and letting him know that I loved him and missed him. Mm -hmm. And I got in my car probably two minutes after this and opened up my garage door. And as I was backing out of my garage, my sensor on my car started beeping. Hmm. So I looked in my, I looked in my rear view mirror and I saw him walk across the back of my car it was seven in the morning so I saw that in my rear view mirror I saw and it in my backup camera. Went off. yeah my sensor went off so I immediately looked at my backup camera and I saw a you know like a body walking past and I looked up in my rear view mirror and you know even the change of my eyes from my backup camera up to my rear view mirror I still saw like the person yeah. and so I backed the whole way out and once again, there was nobody there. And like I said, it was seven in the morning, like, mm-hmm. and, and nobody just walked through my front yard or that yep. close to my house, you know, right. And, right. and just knowing, knowing what I saw was him. And I didn't see his, his full face. I saw mm-hmm. his side profile because mm-hmm. he was, like I said, he was walking, you know, right past the back of my car. Um, his hands were in his pocket. He was wearing a maroon hoodie, gray sweatpants. And he has a maroon hoodie that we, you know, we still have of his. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like that exact outfit yeah. that, you know, he has. Um, yeah, his hands were in his pocket. His hood was up. And I could just see, like, part of his face. And his hair was a little bit longer, like it was when he was a junior in high school. Um, he had, like, longer shaggy hair. And, and what's weird is when I dream about him, he usually has that longer shaggy hair. Oh, um, how funny. I'm not yeah. yeah. Um, but he, that's what he had was his longer shaggy hair. And I just knew the second that I saw him, that it was him. And like my heart just dropped to my stomach and he was gone. Yeah. And yeah, but it was just one of those things where like, I didn't even second guess myself. I was just like, oh my gosh, there he is. And Absolutely. You know, yeah. I, I backed out and I was like looking for him and there was nothing else there. Yeah. So Yeah. But that's another way of saying, of him saying, I'm here and I heard you. And it's yeah. that, you know, the the way different signs come through, the fact that you're a brother and sister and he kind of teased you growing up, the tap on the shoulder, this, you know, walking past, making the sensor go off is, these are kind of, they're kind of things a brother would do to make himself known. 
that I'm here Absolutely. with you. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I think another thing, this is just, you know, I'm not, this one I'm not so sure of, but I just attribute it to him was, you know, I was going through a difficult time and talking to him once again. And on my drive, I saw a cardinal and I was just like, I was like, oh, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that's him showing me a sign because I've heard, you know, people mm-hmm. say cardinals or butterflies, you know, they just like attribute these certain things. But I was in such a like negative mindset that I was just like, you know, that could have been him, but it's probably not. Mm-hmm. And then I continued driving. I was driving to the gym. And when I got to the gym, I pulled up my Instagram. And the first thing that popped up on my feed was this message. I, it, it was from one of those like um, RM Drake or um, that Rainbow Salt girl. I don't know if you if you follow them, but they mm-hmm. post these like inspirational quotes. Mm-hmm. And one, it was like, it was just, it was just like a written message that said like, you know, I hope that you're, you know, you're living your life to the fullest and that you're happy. I know what it's like to be sad. Um, oh, my brother, I don't know if you, you gathered this from yeah. my Instagram. He, he passed away from suicide. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, I know what it's like to be sad. You know, I want you to be happy and live your life to the fullest. Like you're beautiful and like all of these things and it says i know these words aren't coming from me you know i hope that you get the message type of thing and it was like i wish i had the full like transcribed thing in front of me so that i could tell you but it was just like the timing the me being sad the talking to him and it was just you know something that another source posted but how it said like i know these words aren't coming from me but i hope you like receive this message type yeah the perfect message It was like the perfect message of like, I just want you to be happy and live your life to the fullest at a time that I was feeling very low. So it it just, it correlated. So what was me and my life, but that was just like a little, Yes, It's so interesting that, that again, it was kind of two things happening. Like you were like, oh, I don't know. It could be, it couldn't be. And then you got kind of this confirmation that that was speaking as if it was directly from him. And I always say signs are kind of like falling in love. Like you just, when you know, you know, you just know that, yeah, that was him behind the car. And this message was the confirmation of the Cardinal and speaking to you and wanting you to, to just live. It's so interesting. After my cousin died, my mom um, was talking to her kind of in her head and she's like, what do you want us to do, Jamie? And she walked into work and there was a sign that said, live. No, I think it said, just live. Yeah, that gives me chills. Wow. When you know, you know. Wow. do, exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Like I said, there's there's been many things that have, you know, have occurred to me over over the seven years. Yeah, those are amazing. Yeah, these are signs. Um, Amazing. and, And, you know, in addition to that, like I've, I've seen psychics, you know, some people Mm -hmm. believe in that, some people don't. And like I said, I just kind of go for what gives me peace. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and I feel like in that way, I've received so many answers from him. And yeah, yeah, because, you know, like I said, he he committed suicide, but we didn't know he was depressed until two weeks before it happened. um, Because he was this, you know, smiley, happy, you know, wants to make sure everybody else is okay. Um, Just a charming, loving person Um, and an athlete. Like you just never would see him 
not be strong. And Mm -hmm. so I, you know, I feel like he put on this persona when he was struggling and my family didn't know, like I said, until like about two weeks before he passed that he was depressed. And as soon as they found out, they went and got him help and Mm -hmm. he went on medication and, Mm -hmm. and in, you know, from the, the psychics that I've seen without giving them anything, they bring up the medication um, they, they mention about how, you know, he says, this is an accident. I didn't want to do this, you know, um, just oh, wow. those types of things. They, you know, they give you peace, um, yeah. but, and, yeah. and just other things, you know, they can describe exactly how he is as a person without me ever <laughs> saying anything. And it's just, those people have such a gift yeah. that they can help provide other people peace and healing. So, yeah. I found the article about you from your area and it talks about how you were the recipient of the scholarship named after your brother. And then they interviewed your friends, your teammates, your mom, your dad, and everyone was quoted as saying how strong you were since your brother's passing. Did you get therapy right away? What helped you be able to lift yourself? Because you were so young. Yeah, I was so young. I honestly, like I credit that to power of prayer Um, uh, just because I don't know how, I don't know how we did it. Like, I have no idea how mm-hmm. I had the ability to be that strong. I just knew I had to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, there were times where I had this weakness, um, you know, had my, had my, had my moments of weakness where, but those were usually behind closed doors. I just felt like I'm the only child now and I have to be strong for my parents. And I mm-hmm. think at the age of 17 too, I struggled with realizing that just because my parents, my parents lost their son and I lost my brother and we lost the same person, Mm. but that loss is still different for each of us because, you know, that's their son. And I didn't think I really, I don't think I realized that until I had a son, but you know, I was just kind of forced. I feel like I was forced to be strong, not even forced. No one made me. I just, <laughs> I just felt the need to, do, yeah, I just felt the need to do that. And I knew that that's what my brother needed from me mm-hmm. was to just be, be a rock now that he's gone and, mm-hmm. you know, support my parents through that. And yeah. I had friends, I had friends and family who were supportive of me as well. And I think that that's what helped so much was, you know, everyone lending their support. It just helped me to be strong. And uh, you know, I had a lot of people sending me messages like, it's okay to cry. It's okay to be weak. And, you know, you just never know how you're going to handle something like that. But yeah, yeah. So I just felt like how different people yeah. react. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. But I just, for me, you know, I never expected this to happen. And, mm-hmm. and I never had time to think, how am I going to act in this situation? It's just, mm-hmm. it was like an autopilot. I'm going to be strong and yeah. it's what I have to do. So it sounds like it was subconscious out of love for your parents almost like you had to. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think it was to a point kind of, you know, strange in a way because yeah, it was just like this, this odd strength that like, you know, this is still my brother and I still yeah. love him. And, yeah. you know, and I think part of me being strong had to do with, knowing how he passed mm-hmm. and not wanting to judge him for it. Yeah. You know, and, that, and yeah. even if I didn't understand it, it was just not wanting to make it look like I loved him any less. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. It's so interesting. We don't judge people for getting cancer and and dying from that. So if exactly. someone, yeah, you know, like I say, my father, I always use my father as an example, but he has type two diabetes. No one judges him for that. You right. know, he doesn't choose to, to have this issue. So no one exactly. should judge someone for, yeah, for, for a disease of the brain. And then I always say my father, you know, having type two diabetes doesn't make him act differently, but if he had a disease of the brain, it would make him act differently. And you can't, and by the same token, you just can't judge a person for the disease that they've been unlucky enough to have inherited. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I've, I've heard um, people say that to me so many times mm-hmm. and each time it just like validates the comfort of, you know, being understood because I think mental illness is such a, it, it is, there, there's such a stigma around it that people yeah. think like, it's that has such a negative connotation, but like mm-hmm. you said, it's just like a cancer. It's just like a heart disease. It's mm-hmm. just like diabetes. You know, you can't help what you were given. And exactly, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, you know, comforting when you when you think of it in that way. Yeah, we've come so far, but I feel like we still have so so much further to go. Understanding. Absolutely. What yeah. advice would you give to someone who loses a sibling? Because it's very different than other kinds of of loss. It is very different because I feel like sometimes there's a, there is something that people say about when you lose a sibling, it's kind of like, you're the one that's lost Mm. um, in the mix because a lot of people focus on, you know, the parents losing a child and, Mm -hmm. you know, but as siblings, you know, we had, we grew up, those were our first best friends. Those were the people we, you know, we grew with, we ran with our first friends in life and, some advice that I would give mm-hmm. is, you know, it, it is difficult and it, and you do have to adapt to this new normal of not having that person with you every single day. And it is hard and it is challenging, but I hate to say it, but it really does get better. And they're yeah. always with you and they're always with you. Um, yeah. Like I said, there are times where I can just talk to my brother and he'll show me that he's there. Yeah. And yeah. and that's what's so special. And I know some people are skeptical of that. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You just have to do what you need to do for you in that moment and find what gives you peace and what's going to help you move forward because there's really no, you know, no going back. It's like, this is your new reality that you have no choice but to face it. And it's so sad and it's so hard, but you're going to make it through. And just keeping yeah. their memory alive, keeping their, you know, doing what you can to honor them mm-hmm. um, and, mm-hmm. and always making them a part of your life. Like when I got married, I had a seat for my brother at my wedding and, and just to make him, yeah. yeah, just, we did all the same things we did for everybody else in our wedding. And we just made sure that he had a place and, oh, that, nice. and that was our way of honoring him and, you know, allowing, welcoming him to be a part of it. Yeah. And, um, as far as like my life purpose goes, I've kind of, you know, my brother's passing has played such an impact on me that I'm actually going on to be a counselor for school children and mental health as well. So How amazing. Um, yeah. So that is like, that for me is, is my way of honoring him, but it's also something that I want to do. I want to be able to help people. So. Yes. Oh, how amazing. It, you know, it, it's, Interesting. I look at your 
you know, social media is so deceiving, but I look at your Instagram and you've gone on to graduate college and, and marry what he seems like a great guy. He's adorable. You're an adorable couple, have a beautiful baby. You seem to have a lot of friends. You're living, you're living your best life. And I feel like sometimes when people lose a sibling, they almost feel guilty having these milestones and living a good life. But I feel like you've inherently understand that that's what he wants for you. Yes. Yeah, see, I did struggle with that a lot in the beginning. Oh, okay. um, oh interesting. Yeah, I, I, I struggled with that a lot in the beginning that, you know, I have to, I've, I've been through so much since my brother has passed mm-hmm. as far as graduating college, getting engaged, getting married, having a baby. That has all happened for me in a span mm-hmm. of seven years that he's passed. So all of those things, when they happened, I know like, you know, when I found out I was pregnant, that was so hard on me that he's not going to be here for this. Mm-hmm. And and then I reversed the situation is I'm not going to see him have a baby. I'm not going to be an aunt to his children. I'm not going to see him get married. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is hard when you look at it that way. But like you said, he wouldn't want me to stop living my life because he can't. And he's right there along with me mm-hmm. on the journey. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and the thing with social media is it is so funny. Um, <laughs> how, social media, we definitely highlight our lives in a way uh-huh. that we want people to see it. Mm-hmm. And I've reckon, I think I, I started struggling with image and how am I going to carry myself because of social media after my brother passed away. Mm-hmm. Um you know, when he passed, I gained so many followers on social media of people who were just curious hmm. and kind of put me under a microscope of, you know, that's how I felt at least. Yeah. Um, put me under a microscope of wonder how she's doing. You know, is she going to be sad? Is she going to fail? Is she going to share this about her brother? I want to know, you know, a lot of that mm-hmm. came and I'm not saying it didn't come from caring individuals too, who just wanted mm-hmm. to support me, mm-hmm. but it did feel like I gained a lot of attention based on that. Oh, and like a morbid curiosity. Hmm. Yeah, because yeah. we're from like a semi-small town and a lot of people know my family and they know my brother and, and my brother was, like I said, a well-known athlete and a, a popular kid and had a lot of friends. And after hmm. he passed, all a lot of people kind of turned to me and wanted to see what my life was going to be like. And I think I kind of got lost in trying to uphold this image of perfect. And, yeah. yeah. And I guess then my other advice to, you know, other people who've lost siblings is uh-huh. you don't have to be or to yeah. anybody. It's, you don't have to be perfect and you don't have to uphold this perfect image, you know, just because mm-hmm. I went through my one struggle of losing my brother I have many more struggles in my life, but sometimes with social media, we just don't choose to show them. So, right, um, right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's so, so funny. Yeah. Yeah, but social media is such a great outlet, though, to to share about your loved ones and, and you know, remember them and yes. Yes. receive that support and feedback from, from people as well. So mm-hmm. and social media is also a blessing. And a curse. Yeah. I think so, too. I think so, too. I think it helps a lot of people see, like, if if they lost a sibling, like, will I ever be able to laugh again? Will I ever be able to have fun again? And then they see you and like, yes, it's okay to move on. 
I think it's, yeah. it, I think it can give people a lot of comfort too. Yeah. It, it has, it's Absolutely. good and bad. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and like you said, like it, it does, it, it can be a struggle. I think there were moments where I'm like, I feel so selfish for wanting to have fun, mm-hmm. especially after he passed. Like, yeah, I was like, I can't laugh. I can't, I can't go out with friends. Right. But it's those things that you need. You need yeah. laughter. And, and it may feel odd at first because how can I laugh and smile in such a difficult time? But you need those things and you need your friends and you need your support system. And, you know, you can't, yeah. nobody knows how to grieve. It's so personal for everyone. I would never tell someone how to, you know, not to use gross examples, but this is the, you know, like it's so personal. I would never tell someone how to go to the bathroom or how to have sex with their significant other. I, you don't don't tell me how to grieve. It's so personal. Exactly. It is so personal and and it's a journey for everyone. And and some may be longer. Some may take longer Mm -hmm. than others. Some may not even choose to grieve. I know my mother, you asked me, you know, did I do Mm -hmm. therapy right away? No, I didn't. Um, and I know my mom has said to me multiple times in those first few years of like, Danica, you need to grieve. You need mm-hmm. to grieve. You're just, you're avoiding. I feel like you're avoiding, you're avoiding, you're avoiding. And, oh, interesting. I, you know, she could have been right. She could have been right that mm-hmm. I was avoiding it. I, but I don't feel like avoiding is the right word because mm-hmm. I would still remember him and talk to him and feel him around me and you know, I would still cry about him behind closed doors, but I think my mom really felt like I wasn't grieving. And I, you know, there's been families in my area where I've seen them lose their siblings and, um, you know, and I don't see them talk about their siblings and that's Mm -hmm. okay. Like everyone has their way of dealing with it and it's different for everyone. And yes, it's just some people's process is going to be longer than others. And Mm -hmm. it's just about, yeah facing it and dealing with it as you can so and it's interesting too that you know god forbid it it was you know if roles were reversed if you were on the other side and your brother were here don't you think you would say to him live your best life I don't want to see you if you want to cry cry do what's right for you but I want you to have fun I want you to laugh I want you to live a great life yeah absolutely I and I I think I can I can tell that to anyone now. I think yeah. um, having been through what I've been through, and and like you said, if I was on the other side of this, that's what I would want is for everyone to live their best life. And mm-hmm. I feel like I've received those messages from my brother about wanting me to live my best life, and that's that's kind of how I've been embodying these last few years. Is that mm-hmm. you know it is so important we only get one life. Yeah, and to you know hold ourselves back from anything from you know out of fear of I don't know it's so vital for us yeah. to just move forward live our best life and honor our loved ones as we do it what I loved about your tweet in the responses there were so many people who were so it touched them and I and I always think god there's so many believers in the world and then there are people who don't believe like someone will say you know, it's just the light or whatever. My response is, it might be just the light. It might be the way the camera, you know, an orb or, you know, created it with scientifically, this is the reason. That does it, that can exist. 
and it also be a sign from your brother. Like the two can exist. And I I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. Because, you know, I had, I had struggled so much, not so much, but like, oh my gosh, I was like, people can be so mean. Like, especially Twitter is such a cesspool. Yeah, Yeah, it is. And and there were so many nice people there. And I, I loved reading every single comment and, you know, responding to them accordingly. And it was so, you know, to feel supported and feel understood and, and to have those people that, you know, even gained their own peace from seeing my photo yeah. was so, you know, it felt like there was a purpose for this. This was so nice, but there are some mean people out oh there. My God. Um, and, and I think I did, I did struggle with, not that other people believe different things like you said, but you know, if this gives me peace, then let me have my peace. Um, right, like, but, honestly. Yeah. And and I had mentioned it to my mom. My mom was so cute. She has a Twitter, but she stays very under the radar. And <laughs> she was checking, she was checking, like, you know, every hour. And she would text me and be like, your tweet is up to this many. Can you believe it? And she was so, yes, she was loving it. But, you know, when she did see that some of those negative comments, like, I felt so bad for them. Like, I want them to enjoy this moment too you know that's their son and and they miss him and they want to I don't want that to be taken away from them either but you know when she read some of those comments she said the same thing that you said she was like you know it might be true Mm -hmm. it might be the lens and it might be Mm -hmm. the way the light's reflecting from the camera but the way that it presented itself Mm -hmm. is a gift and you know it could be from my brother or you know exactly like maybe he made the light shine in that way that would make the camera do the thing the camera is going to do and they're saying it's just the camera well can it be both yeah why can't it be both of course yeah wow so yeah we had that same conversation so (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah and you're I saw some of your responses to some of the people who were not as gracious and you were still so gracious and so mature and it's a testament to to your character I was like this is a good person I can learn from her yeah it's 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 because it's hard especially on social media you want to just you know it's so hard to not lash out but and it's yeah it's so hard to not take things personally and but your responses to everyone was so so perfect thank you yeah you know I think it's just so important for us to understand as humans that other people believe different things than us and that's okay. Yeah. You know, it's okay that people believe different things from us or are skeptical or, you know, but at the, at the end of the day, it's what gives me peace and I can't let anyone take that from me because I'm the one who has to live this battle of losing my brother every single day. So, you know, what gives me and my family comfort I can't let anyone take that away from me. So, Amen. Amen. Exactly. I know you're not, you're not on social media to, to get followers, but if someone wanted to find you, do you want to get, but we don't have to, we could, we could cut this out. No, see, this is, this is, this is the the part that I, I do appreciate and I do like, because, you know, if there are people who, you know, want to reach out for support or just to know somebody who's gone through something similar or something Mm -hmm. that they're going through. I always want to be someone that, you know, they can, they can look to or lean on for support. And, you know, I'm open if, if anyone wants to talk to me about anything, has any questions for me, I am so open to that. 
Um, yeah. Okay. So should they reach out to you on Twitter or Instagram? Um, Instagram would be fine. Okay. I okay. think I would do uh, either way. Either okay. way. And it's at Danica underscore underscore Miller. Yes. Perfect. Thank you again so much and good luck in your career aspirations. I can tell that you're going to be fantastic. Oh, thank you really so much. It. I appreciate you reaching out to me too. I really enjoyed doing this. And, and just so you know, like talking about this and, and getting to share about my brother always helps me too. So even Aww. because seven years, yeah, seven years later, it's like some people, it seems like they start to forget and, and it's yeah. good to be able to to honor him seven years later and share about him. So I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much for listening to Signs from the Other Side. You can find me, Fern Rone, on all social media at Fern Rone, R-O-N-A-Y. I love hearing from you and I love hearing your stories of signs. And if you would like to hear more episodes of this show, please be sure to subscribe in Apple Podcasts. Thank you again and sweet dreams.